passionate about the truth of God's Word and will tell you like it is, Autumn Miles is best-selling author of three books, popular speaker, CEO, wife of 17 years, and mom of four kids, and not to mention, everybody's best friend. With fresh biblical insight, she dares you to step out in raw faith. Autumn Miles. Welcome to a brand new week of the Autumn Miles Show. I am just so thankful for each and every one of you. And I truly am thankful for every, every person that is listening. I just have a heart of gratitude towards my family this morning. I hope you are doing well, family out there, all my sisters and my brothers. And um, I hope you guys are looking to the future. And I hope that there is, the spirit has dropped a hopeful seed inside of your spirit. I feel like there is an awakening of awareness of revival that's about to break loose. That's just how I feel this morning. So um, welcome to the show. I love you guys. We have got, so I told you a couple of weeks ago, we were going to start talking about what God's doing in your life. You guys sent me some crazy stuff, like so crazy. I've got an amazing story of what God's doing in your life that I'm going to share after we talk about the message. Today, we are going to talk about what, how God speaks to you through other people. I got a lot to say about this. It's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. But this is one of those messages where you, <laughs> you probably might need to listen twice, but it's going to be really, really good. I've got a great example from scripture to share with you about how God speaks through other people. We're going to do that after the break. Okay, what's going on in my life? So I feel like I've been talking about Grace a lot, but she's just my kid that's like ever-changing right now. Last night I had a conversation with Grace. This is going to be like parenting, okay? Maybe parenting like 301, not 101, like 301. <laughs> For all of you people that know what that even means at the collegiate level. So here's the thing. I was having a conversation with my daughter last night, and she is going to be a junior. She'll be upperclassman next year, and she'll, of course, be a senior and graduate, whatever. And we are helping her edit her life. <laughs> We're helping her. You know, my daughter is, Grace, you know, she kind of thinks in glitter and rainbows, and I that that is like her best quality ever. But with her flowery thinking, she over the years has done everything, wanted to be in everything, wanted to try everything. And we've always pushed her like, you need to do, you need to listen. If you want to go for it, go for it. We're going to support you. But the, a time has come in her life where it's just not practical anymore. She's looking at colleges and which I can't even believe I'm saying that, you know, cut to the podcast in two years when I sob every single day because she's in college. But anyway, last night we're talking and we're really thinking about next year. What is God calling you to? What is God speaking to your spirit about for your future? And we are have we have these conversations with all four of our children even though the little ones are seven. Okay. We, we do this. God is not a side thing in our life. He is very present in every conversation that we have, right? And so I'm talking to her about just this week, there's a lot of things that she needs to weed out of her desires to do this week so we can have a clear idea of what she's going to be doing her junior year. And we were discussing two different things, extracurricular activity I really want her to do. And one of them she really wants to do. And she was discussing both of these extracurricular activities. And as she was talking, I realized that it was my influence that had her even tempted to do this extracurricular activity next year. It's something that she'll have to try out for. And I'm like, listen, you're just so good at this. I just really think that you should do it. Well, as she was talking, the spirit of God pricked my heart and he said, I'm not in this for her. 
you want her to do it and she's listening to your influence. Influence her the way I would. And I'm telling you right now, I talk, I, I, one day I'm going to write a book called Spirit Led Parenting. But by the way, that's our secret family. Anyway, I stopped the entire conversation when the Lord spoke that to me. And I, I looked at my daughter who, who as a mom hangs on my every word. I am very present in her life. I'm very present in all four of my children's lives. And I said, are you talking about doing this extracurricular activity because I want you to do it or because you want to do it and you feel like God is asking you to do it? And she looked at me silent and she said, well, it's not because of me. It's because of you. And I said, then take it off the table. Take it off the table. I want what God has for your life. And I am going to support that. And of course, the spirit had had spoken to me right before, right before I had said that. So I already knew what she was going to say. I already knew what her outcome was going to be. And I said, take it off the table, baby. I don't want something for you because I want it for you. I want what God has for you. That's what I actually want. I say a lot of things, but I actually want precisely what God has set aside for you. That's what I want for you. Okay. When I said that, her whole demeanor shifted and it was so much lighter. Our conversation was so much lighter because she was operating out of my desire for her, not actually what God had set aside for her. And it was just such a a moment for me as I'm looking at, you know, the weight of our words and our influence as parents. She was going to do that because she thought it was going to make me happy. Well, I didn't know that her, (laughs) my words had so much weight over her in this particular area. And it was freeing for her to hear her mom say, take it off the table. I don't even want that. If that's not what God has for you, I don't even want it. So I guess my whole thing today is as you are parenting moms and dads out there, be aware that your kids want to make you happy more than anything ever. And they they work for your approval they work for your attaboys and girls, and just make sure moms and dads that what you're pressuring to do for them to do or are say are influencing them to do God is in because I certainly don't want to influence my kids to do something that God is not in. Now this is an extracurricular activity. It was like, you know, it was really like a nothing but it would have demanded a lot of her time. And I, I just I just felt like just a little seed of wisdom for you guys. Before you influence your kids to do something, make sure the Lord is in it for them so that they can get the maximum purpose out of that thing for their lives, okay? Um, that was a little heavy. That was a little deep, but that's what's happening in my life. I will see you guys right after the break. Please do not go anywhere. This is going to be a really, really good informative message for you guys. How God speaks to you through other people. I'll see you in a sec. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. What do you do when you can relate more to Jezebel, Rahab, or Eve than Esther or Mary? To her shock, author Autumn Miles discovered most of the heroes of the Bible were plagued with the same problem. They were ordinary people who sinned deeply. But God's love, mercy, and truth proved greater. In her book, I Am Rahab, Autumn provides a better understanding of God with a focus on the breadth of his reach to use and redeem all things for his purposes. You will find comfort in relating to Rahab, the biblical harlot, and to Autumn's own raw story of surviving domestic abuse, and will be encouraged to know you are not alone in a life disrupted by bad choices, nor are you meant to stay there. You can move forward from your past and have an abundant future. 
To find out how you can get your copy of I Am Rahab, go to autumnmiles.com and click on the books tab. That's autumnmiles.com. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, guys, we are back. I am so cautiously excited about what I'm going to share with you guys today. It's definitely something that we must share about because this is one of the ways that God talks to us. This is one of the ways we can hear from God, okay, through other people. Now, we have talked several weeks about hearing from God. You guys have been so interactive. We've seen you guys sharing. We've seen you guys saying, this is exactly what I need. We've seen your comments. We've, we've got them. And I love you for them because they they just fuel our fire, our, oh my goodness, we, ha- we, just, we just have to keep doing this um, fire. So the first week we talked about hearing from God through the spirit. We talked about hearing from God through the word. We talked about hearing from God through circumstances. Last week, we discussed creation, how you can hear from God through creation. And this is the last thing that I'm going to talk about, which is hearing from God through other people. Now, let, let, me, let me just say this. This is not an exhaustive list, okay? God can speak however he wants, whenever he wants. But this is these are the five basics, okay? This is what you can pretty much take to the bank that you will hear from God in one of these ways. And as I've said in weeks previous, Most of the time, God will couple multiple of these things together. Our circumstances will be coupled with God speaking to us from his word, will be coupled from confirmation through somebody else, okay? So a lot of times when God wants to make a point, he will sort of give us a little sandwich of the same message through different avenues, okay? This is one of those avenues. Now, I said I'm a little leery about talking about this, and I'm just going to be honest with you because a lot of people say things about God and even say God told me to tell you this, and and God didn't. So in a world... where social media is, you know, people are talking all the time or, you know, just out in your community or whatever, you're constantly getting an influx of voices. I'm leery to talk about this. And that is sad. It is really, really sad that over the years, I've seen so many people say, God said this about you to me. And they're they didn't. And it's literally changed the course of somebody's life. I'll give you an example. There was a, a one of the gals that works in the ministry. Uh, she had a friend and someone came up to her and said, God told me to tell you that you are supposed to change your major and you're supposed to go into the entertainment field. And that's what God wants for you. So she did based on nothing other than someone coming up to her and say, God said this to me for you. So she changed her entire life and it really ruined her life. And so I'm very, very leery in my conversations with people. I always say, listen, I, I will say when someone comes to me for advice, God may be saying this to you. You go pray about it yourself and you figure out what God is saying to you. I'm very leery about using God to say this to someone. So so that's that's kind of where my hesitation comes from because I've just seen it said a lot. People have told me things. They've said, God told me to tell you this and I'm gonna talk about one here in a minute. And, and they were wrong. I knew they were wrong because the spirit of God actually revolted when they said that and God had told me something else, okay? So I'm leery. So I want to give that uh, preface before I get into the bulk of what we're talking about. I want you to know that while, yes, that happens, God definitely speaks through people, okay? A lot of times, 
the people that he's speaking through don't even know God is speaking through them. There is not a thus saith the Lord coming from them. It's just them looking at you out of the blue and saying something, and and it resonates with what God is already telling you. For instance, last week, I've been praying through another book project, and I got a phone call. I actually got three phone calls. And in these phone calls, no one knew, none of them knew that I had talked to these other people. They all used the term and didn't even know I was thinking about a book project for such a time as this. All three of them. All three of them. Now, to me, God was using them to confirm what he was already telling me. They had no idea what was going on in my heart. They just felt led to say for such a time as this, which we know is out of the book of Esther, okay? And that's that's kind of what Mordecai said to Esther, and that's what got her spurred on to go before the king and, and the whole thing. I knew that was not random. I knew God was using these three people in my life that I interacted with to say the same thing. It confirmed what God was already telling me. And that's how a lot of times God speaks through other people, okay? It might be some someone that you don't even really know or interact with a lot, and they'll they'll like use a verse that got you really been praying through, and you your ear automatically is tuned in to what that person is saying, and it it confirms something that God is telling you. God does this through our pastors at our churches. God will be working with you on something through his spirit and through his word. And then this happens all the time. Your preacher gets up and he says something and it's exactly what God is is working on in your life at that time. God is speaking through other people, okay? Most of the time when God really wants to get his message across, this is a confirming way that he does it, okay? He will say something through other people that he's already already working on with you. So I have a beautiful example of this because while God uses people to, uh, to speak to us, he also wants us to seek wisdom from people in our lives if we're confused about which way to go. I want to bring you to a beautiful example in scripture in Exodus that really isn't talked about very much, but this is one way that God definitely speaks to us through a trusted source, okay? I'm gonna read this to you. It is Exodus 18, five through 25. And then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna make several points about this specific passage of scripture. We're talking about Moses here. He's already gone through the Red Sea. He, there, there's, you know, a lot of people that are following him, you know, the whole thing. I want to read this to you because the word is a great teacher. And in this case, it doesn't need a bunch of my commentary. Exodus 18, and I'll pick it up in in verse five. Then Jethro, Moses's father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness where he was camped at the Mount of God, okay? Jethro is Moses's father-in-law, a trusted source in Moses's life. Remember that when God called Moses at the burning bush, he was working for his father-in-law, okay? He was a shepherd and he was tending his sheep. So this guy, like he's like ride or die. Like he's like been with Moses for a long time. Moses married his daughter, like the whole thing, okay? So this guy would be considered someone that Moses would take counsel from. All right. So Jethro shows up. He came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness where he was camped. This is Exodus 18 verse five and verse six says this. He sent word to Moses. I, your father-in-law Jethro am coming to you with your wife, 
and her two sons with her. So he's bringing the kids and the wife, okay? Verse seven, then Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and he bowed down. Look at the posture. So he's definitely respecting Jethro. They got a good relationship. Praise the Lord for those of us that have good relationships with our in-laws. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. I love this. They asked each other about their welfare and they went into the tent. You know how you do when your in-laws come. Hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. How was your trip? How was your flight? And you know your father-in-law is going to be like, gas is so expensive right now. Or, you know, well, we had to stop to use the restroom seven times. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something. My parents, when they come to our house, my dad constantly, my parents constantly talk about the semis on the highway. When Eddie is like, how was your trip? How was your road trip in? Because a lot of times they'll drive because they want control of their own car because they don't like driving in Dallas, okay? But my dad always, without fail, will talk about the semi-trucks on the, the route that they take to come to our house. You know those conversations that you have? Like, hey, how are you? How was your trip? Let me get your bags. You know, um, you want something to drink. You want to come in and sit down. Like, you want to rest from your trip. This humanizes Moses to me. It, it makes him a normal person. He had in-laws that he welcomed into his tent and they hung out, okay? Verse eight says this, Moses told his father-in-law, now this is when they're like downloading. They're like sitting down, you know, maybe they ordered pizza. Maybe Moses made tacos. Like, I don't know, maybe he's barbecuing. Um, I, I don't know, on the grill or whatever. In biblical times, what, what did, how did they eat in Israel? Surely they barbecued or something. Anyways, Verse eight, Moses told his father-in-law when he got there, all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had befallen them on their journey and how the Lord had delivered them. You know, those conversations where you sit down with your, with your family and maybe you're sitting, we have a, we have a, a big patio on our, on our back porch. And we have a like a sectional outdoor furniture and we'll all sit there and we'll all drink coffee and we'll talk about what a lot of times in my family, we'll talk about what the Lord has done in our lives. Can you believe what God did in this area? Can you believe what God's doing amongst the ministry? Can you believe what God, how God came through in this area? This is a very real conversation that I have with my family on a regular basis and this is a very tender moment between Moses and Jethro. Moses is telling Jethro everything that God has done in an effort for him to really understand the scope of the magnitude of the power of God at work in Moses's life. It's just really, really beautiful. Verse nine says this, this was Jethro's response. And this is what all, all of our parents' response, this is what we want it to be. Jethro, verse nine, rejoiced. He rejoiced over all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel and delivering them from the hand of the Egyptians. So Jethro said, I love Jethro. Like, I wish he was in my family, right? He said, blessed be the Lord who delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh and who delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. He is affirming the good God that interacted with the nation of Israel with Moses. He is like, boy, Moses, way to go. Way to step up to the plate. Look at how God has used you. I'm so proud of all the work that God has done through you. So this is a super good conversation. And no doubt Moses, just knowing, we know, we know his attributes. We've talked about it a lot. We know he was insecure when it came to his speech. He was insecure with several other things. He really didn't want to go to Pharaoh. We know that he is drinking up this affirmation, especially after he's been drained, standing at the Red Sea, 
<laughs> with his staff, you know, standing before Pharaoh, having to do it, what seemed like alone with just uh, Aaron by his side, you know that he is poured out to the nation of Israel. So here in comes his family saying, wow, this is incredible. And I know that it encouraged him. Verse 11 says this. Now I know that the Lord, this is Jethro, his father-in-law, he's still speaking, is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when they dealt proudly against the people. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law before God. So they're having, you know, they're having a meal. They're sacrificing to the Lord. They're, they're really celebrating uh, what's happened. 13, it came about early the next day that Moses set, so party over. Um, now it's back to work. Moses set to judge the people and the people stood about Moses from the morning until the evening. Now, Jethro's there on a visit. You know, he maybe he's a little irked because Moses has so much work to do. And he's like, couldn't you have taken time off? I don't, that doesn't say it in the text. I'm just, you know, speculating. Verse 14, now when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, what? is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge and judge all the people that stand about you from morning to evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. Verse 16, when they have a dispute, it comes to me and I judge between man and his neighbor and make known the statues of God and his laws. 17, Moses' father-in-law said to him, this thing that you are doing is not good. It's not good, Moses. It's not good. You ever had a, have a family member, you know, you're just talking about what God's doing and a family member steps up and they're like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Now, Jethro, he's an elder in Moses's life. So I'm sure Moses leaned in as we'll see in the text. Verse 18, he says, this is not good. You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you for the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do this alone. Now, listen to me, he says in verse 19. I will give you counsel and God be with you. You be the people's representative before the Lord and you bring the disputes to God. Then teach them the statutes and the laws and make known to them the way in which they are to walk and the work they are to do. 21, and I'm almost done. And yes, it is necessary that I read this whole text. Furthermore, you shall select out of all the people, able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain, and you shall place these over the men as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens. Let them judge the people at all times, and let it be that every major dispute they bring to you, but minor disputes they themselves will judge. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. And all these people also will go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did all that he said. I read that whole text because, first of all, it's the Bible, and I'm fascinated when God humanizes these heroes to us, and they have, like, combos with their in-laws, you know, like you and I do on a regular basis, and their in-laws speak into their lives, you know, like what happens to us on a regular basis. I love, the, I love seeing the humanity of the heroes, okay? I've talked to you about why I was a little bit nervous, but this is the right way that people speak into your lives. This is what you should look for. Moses, it wasn't just anyone coming to Moses, like I said before. It was someone that he greatly respected, that had been in his life for a while, that had seen his shortcomings, that was, you know, the, the father of his grandchildren. This is someone that Moses really looked up to. And this is someone who Moses 
trusted, okay? So when Jethro comes in, it's really a gift of God that he even comes in because he sees everything that Moses is doing and he says, this is not a good thing. Moses, I know you feel like you're the only one that can meet all these people's problems, but you're not. Train other people and let them handle all the minor disputes. And then Jethro says this, and this is how I know this was good advice, uh, even if I didn't know what the rest of the text says. Jethro says this in verse um, 23. If you do this thing and God commands you. That one little clause, and God commands you, tells me this. Jethro is offering practical advice to Moses, but Jethro also wants Moses to consult God to confirm whether this practical advice is of God. That right there is a perfect example of how God speaks through people. Jethro did not walk in and say, thus saith the Lord, you shall blah, 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 whatever it is that you shall hire all these people and they shall help, whatever. He was humble in his approach. And he said, this is what I see as a superior in your life, as an elder in your life. But this is what I say, verse 23, if you do this thing and God commands you, then you shall endure. Jethro does not just say, take my word for it without going and asking God. Jethro doesn't do that. He says, this is what I see. Now go see if God commands you to do it as well. This is what we should do when we are seeking confirmation through someone that we respect and that we honor and that we need help from, okay? And this is so overlooked. Most people, if someone comes up to them and said, God told me to tell you this, well, God could very well be using that person to give them a message, but your job as the recipient of the message is to consult God to find out if he's actually in that message. I have done this my entire life. Someone will say, I see this in you. I feel like God is saying this in you. Okay, great. Well, does it agree with my spirit or not, okay? I've been told a lot of crazy things over the years. Autumn, God told me to tell, tell you this, and then that's not it. Here's an example. I was an intern at a, at a church in Ohio, and I was dating Eddie. I was dating him. I was so in love with him. Uh, you know, I'm still in love with him, but love changes, guys. You know, it's like, now it's like, he is me. He's like my arm. But you know, you know, all the feels when you're, when you're first in a, in a relationship, you're really getting to know them. And it's like, it's just, I was so head over heels for Eddie, especially on this particular day. We had a long distance relationship going on. I only got to see him every couple of weeks. I was working in ministry at a, at a church in Ohio, and we had to take a group of, of kids to church camp. I, of course, was the female leader. So here I'm leading all these seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th graders, whatever. And there was a speaker at the camp. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, what I, I am in it with the girls. Like, I am like, so there, like, if it's like neon night, like I had neon everywhere. If it was like, you know, polka dot night, like I had polka dots everywhere. I'm like in it to win it with the girls. Youth ministry is super fun. So I'm there. I'm in love with my boyfriend who is not there. He is. And I don't even know where he was probably in Texas at that point. The speaker kept looking at me during the message. I was like, does he like think there's sin in my life or something? Like, why is this guy looking at me? After the message, the speaker walks directly up to me. And here I am with like 25 kids. And he said, God told me, like with all this authority, you know, in preacher voice, God told me that you are going to be my wife. And the first thing I said was, God did not tell me that. And I mean, that guy. I mean, my first of other, I have so many, so many things. Stay on task, God, I'm stay on task. Anyway, he looked very deflated and he turned around and he walked away. 
because what he said to me did not agree with my spirit. I already knew that I was head over heels in love with Eddie. And I knew that God was leading me in that direction. On the flip side of that, I just heard a story of a woman who went out to get drinks or whatever. And she met a man, first time she had ever met the man. And the man said, God told me that you're going to be my wife. And she married him. And they had a nasty divorce and basically ruined her life. Okay. (laughs) This is why this is so vitally important. When that man came to me and he said, God's want you to be my wife. And it didn't agree with my spirit. I knew it was a definite no. He was not speaking on the authority of the Lord. And I was able to cut him off instantly. Okay. When God speaks to you through somebody else, It will agree with your spirit as it did with Moses and Jethro, okay? Moses was able to process what Jethro was saying. Oh, you're judging thousands of people every single day. You need to get some help there. But Jethro qualified his advice and said this, if the Lord so commands. Don't just take my advice. You go seek the Lord too. And Moses did go consult the Lord and he came back and he was at peace. So he listened to Jethro. Okay. I'm trying to make the point here. When God speaks to you through other people, there will be a confirmation in your spirit. The spirit will speak to you saying, yeah, this is it. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Your circumstances will also confirm maybe what someone else has said to you. Maybe it's, uh, you know, creation. Maybe it's his word. It will agree with you as well. Okay. It's very upsetting that people use God because they know God has authority and tell you something that God did not say. One time we were in, my husband and I were leaving a church that he was a pastor of. And we knew what God had said. God said, it is time for you to move on. It is time for you to go. And so we went and we told the leadership, it's time for us to go. And I will never forget ever (laughs) Uh, someone at that church in in the meeting that we were in looked at us and said, that's not God's will for your life. And he was in leadership. And immediately we knew how fast do we get out of here? (laughs) Because God had already been speaking to us for like six months. Like this was not like a small decision. This was like six months worth of prayer, fasting, giving it over to the Lord. And so we knew that what he was telling us when he said, this is not God's will for your life wasn't actually true. Okay. Because we knew what God's will. It didn't agree with our spirit. So When you are looking for advice from people and you hear something from them, just like Jethro, make sure you take that information to the Lord for him to confirm it to you, or you'll immediately know that, yes, this is the direction because it will agree with your spirit. Okay. I hope that that was not too confusing for you. Because I think we live in a day and age where it's like, who can I even trust? Who can I even listen to? Well, let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit of God never gets it wrong in your life ever. He's never going to get it wrong ever. And sometimes he knows we need a little extra confirmation through people. And he absolutely speaks through people. But just make sure it is agreed upon by the spirit in you. Proverbs 8 says this, does wisdom not call and understanding raise her voice on top of the heights beside the way where the paths meet? She takes her stand. Wisdom is calling out beside the gates at the opening to the city at the entrance of the doors. Wisdom. She cries out to you people I call and my voice is to mankind you naive ones understand prudence and you fools understand wisdom listen for I will speak 
noble things and the opening of my lips will reveal right things for my mouth will proclaim truth and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Accept my instruction, wisdom is saying, and not silver. And knowledge rather than gold for wisdom is better than jewels and all desirable things cannot compare with her. Solomon wrote that the wisest man that absolutely ever lived. We should be seeking godly wisdom in our life on a regular basis. And a lot of times we seek it from other people. But when we hear something from somebody else, make sure it agrees with what the spirit of God also says and the word of God also says. We often hear people say, I receive it. I receive that word. When someone says, I receive that word, this is what they actually mean. This is all my comments all the time. I'll put up a post and they'll be like, I receive it. I receive it. That's for me. I receive it. It's because that truth is resonating with the spirit inside of them. And that's what we need to be doing. Okay. It is our job to ask the Lord to speak to us because he's always speaking. So to sum all this up, I hope I didn't confuse him too much. When someone comes to you and says, I have a message to you from the Lord, confirm it with his spirit or with his word. Sometimes you don't even need to pray about it. Sometimes you can, you immediately know it's from the Lord because God has already been speaking to you. But before we just blindly receive words, understand this is part of wisdom, okay? Don't be like the one who who a man came up and and basically used God in a pickup line and said, God told me you're going to marry me. And they got married and her life fell apart because of it. This person that was telling me that story said that the woman didn't even feel peace about marrying him, but she only married him because he used God's name. That's manipulation, you guys. It's manipulation. When someone uses God's name and speaks into your life, confirm it, confirm it through his spirit and through his word. And that is really what I have to say about that. God speaks to us every time. I've got a pastor who is absolutely incredible. He spoke this weekend and he spoke directly to my heart and it confirmed everything that God had been speaking to me. Okay. So those are the ways that we are going to cover that God speaks to us. I hope this helps you. I hope it was edifying for you. I hope it was revelatory for you, for those of you guys that that reach out to us and say, I don't know how to hear from God. Well, now you know. My uh, Grace actually came up to me the other day and she's like, mom, how can I hear from God? And I was like, I actually am in the middle of a podcast series on that. And she was like, oh my goodness, can you just give me the cliff notes? And I'm like, sure, but I'll also send you the link because I've studied this. And you know, and she was like, oh my gosh, mom. Anyway, I hope this helps you. We're going to start another amazing series a very short one on waiting next week. Then we're going to jump into Easter. And I can't wait to talk to you about Easter. God has really been speaking to me something new, just a new work that he's doing in my heart about Easter. And uh, I can't wait to share it with you. So that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. But hang on, because after the break, we're going to hear what God's doing in your life. And I'm going to answer a question. I'll see you in a sec. We'll be back with more from Autumn right after this. Are you looking for a passionate speaker for your next conference, church function, or fundraiser? Autumn Miles is the right fit for you. As the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministry, a live event ministry, Autumn has not only spoken at events around the country, she has planned and directed them. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she is passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. To find out how you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab, Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. 
sure to follow Autumn on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. And now back to the Autumn Miles Show. Here's your host, Autumn Miles. Okay, I have got a question from one of you. I hope this message helped you guys just understand how to confirm God speaking to you through somebody else. That was my point. That was my goal. And I I really hope that you have a greater understanding of how to decipher what is truly from God when it comes from another person. Okay. Here is my question today that I absolutely love from uh, you guys. Does God speak to you years earlier than when something actually happens? Does he tell you in advance? And I don't have a name on this one, but it was definitely a question that we got in. The answer is absolutely he can. A hundred percent, yes. God told me when I was 18, I was going to adopt a little girl. He hid the wonderful blessing of Moses from me until a couple months before we adopted him. I I was under the impression that we were going to adopt one, but adoption was something that God told me about years and years and years in advance. And I held, you know, you know what it talks about when Mary held all these things in her heart? Um, That's kind of what I did with that word, uh, you're going to adopt. I just held it real close to my heart for years. I didn't even tell anyone. I just knew that that was going, God was going to do that. Ministry as well was the same thing that God told me years in advance. He told me you're going to be in women's ministry of some sort. I held that into my heart and just prayed over it, prayed over it, prayed through it. It was a promise to me at that point. And I really let God do it. I didn't try to do it. I let God do it for me. Um, So definitely in my Bible, if you were to open up my Bible, you see dates of things that God's told me that he is going to do. And then it's awesome because this is why it's like my prayer journal and Bible at the same time, because then I'll date the date when it actually happened. So I'll, I'll write it in my Bible. I just showed Moses this the other day because God told me Monday that we were going to adopt a, a little boy and we were going to name him Moses. I wrote that in my Bible. And then two days later, we got the call that we were going to adopt a little boy. And I showed Moses that and he was like, you knew before you even knew I existed that you were going to adopt me. And I said, yes, the Holy Spirit told me that you were coming. And so I was preparing for you. Okay. So absolutely. God will tell you things in advance, cherish those things, hide them in your heart. um, Unless he tells you to tell uh, other people about them, but he will absolutely will. And when he, when he tells you those little things, like you're going to adopt or whatever, it's awesome for you to just walk in an expectation that God is working on that thing. So that's what I did with my ministry, with adoption, with so many different things in my life. But absolutely, he will let you in on it. Uh, he even tells us, you seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And I seek him and I ask God, what do you have for my life? He doesn't always tell me everything, but he does let me in on several things that are going to happen in the future. So I love that question. Thanks for writing that in. Okay. To end today, what is God doing in your life? This is one of the, one of the stories that we got. Her name is Jane and Jane, we are celebrating this with you guys. This is one of our sisters out there. Listen to what God did in her life. Listen. She says, I want to thank God and you and your prayer partners that prayed for my daughter. Uh, We took her back to the doctor today for her checkup following her cancer surgery. And thank God her test results showed no cancer. No cancer cells in her body. Thank you all. I give all praise and glory to my heavenly father, God. Amen and amen. And I just had to let you know how much we love you all and appreciated all your prayers because God heard them all and he has healed my daughter. We can't praise him enough for this healing blessing. Guys, this is what God is doing in our community. A child was healed of cancer. No more cancer cells in her body because 
she prayed, we prayed, everybody prayed over this precious child. You guys, this is what God is doing amongst us. Isn't that incredible? Thank you so much for Jane, Jane for writing in. Let me just pray us out and I'll see you guys next week. Lord, we love you. We trust you. We thank you that you speak through other people and you speak through other people all the time. God, we thank you for those people that you have set aside in our lives to speak into us. We thank you for those trusted in-laws and parents and friends and pastors and, and teachers, Lord, and counselors that can look at us and really do listen to your spirit and give us wisdom based on what your spirit is saying. God, we thank you that your spirit and your word are a confirming voice when those, when those trusted advisors speak to us. We thank you, Lord that you have given us, you give us an avenue for clarity and you speak to us on a regular basis. God, I don't know where I would be without your voice. I have no idea where I would be without the truth of you speaking to me. And God, thank you for giving us access to you through all of these things. God, thank you that you personally interact with us on a regular basis. God, I praise you that you are a God that can be reached. You are a God that can speak to us. And you are a God that wants to guide and to direct us. And God, I thank you for this amazing family that you've put together um, that's listening right now. God, I pray that you would bless them. Bless them, Lord. You know all of their individual situations. And we pray that you would bless them and continue to bless this podcast in the name of Jesus. I love you guys so much. I can't wait to talk to you next week about waiting. I'll be right back here. Have an awesome week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. There you can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement. Her inspiring message will be sure to engage and touch the heart of your audience at your next conference, church event, or business function. While you're online, you can find out how to order Autumn's latest book, Gangster Prayer. Our prayer is that this book will lead you to an intentional and passionate prayer life that is in sync with the heart of God. Go to autumnmiles.com to order your copy today. As we close, remember that you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Autumn Miles Show. Let's <laughs> go.